Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick coming at you with a special Saturday edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the winners and losers for fantasy in regards to the first three rounds of the NFL Draft. So we're going to talk rookies, but we're also going to talk how those rookies are going to impact existing players on those teams. So stay tuned for that. Here, Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends, and welcome to a special Saturday edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. My name is Jimmy Maverick, coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I had to come on today because, man, the draft has been great so far. Oh, <laughs> it's just so nice to see something happen in sports-wise out there. And uh, the draft has been excellent. I'm really, actually, kudos to the NFL for putting it together and having it go off basically without a hitch. So I think that that is great. And, uh, um, you know, this is the first step to the next season, man. I mean, this is, this is it. And, and so uh, it's been a busy couple of days. We've gone through the first three rounds of the draft. Uh, we've got 13 wide receivers selected. We've got six running backs selected in the first three rounds, and uh, there is a lot to talk about. But what I want to talk about today is uh, the fan. What what are the most fantasy relevant draft picks? Okay, who are the guys? Uh, that have basically the best opportunity based on where they were drafted. And uh, there are some winners, there are some losers. And not only am I going to talk about the uh, the draft picks themselves, but I'm also going to talk about how it's going to impact some of the players on their team. So, uh, you know, for instance, uh, as far as QB winners right now, quarterback winners, uh, let's let's give a shout out to Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Sam Bradford, Tom Brady, and Ryan Tannehill, all of them got upgrades to their offensive line, uh, elite players taken in the first round, linemen, some got multiple linemen already selected. Um, all this helps protect these players and will make them more effective in the upcoming year. And uh, certainly in the case of uh, Mayfield, Jones, and Bradford, those guys um, obviously suffered behind very poor offensive lines last year, so uh, it will help them all significantly for the upcoming fantasy season. And therefore, um, help all of the players that play with them. So that's very good. Um, I've got to also do a shout out, man. I got to say, Drew Locke, uh, what a winner in this draft. I mean, this Denver offense is absolutely loaded right now. Wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. And then you got Noah Font as the tight end. You got Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay as running back. Drew Locke, it's it's like, okay, is he going to pull a Baker Mayfield here? Is he going to come and just completely disappoint in the second year? Or is he going to live up to the, to, to the potential of this offense, which is significant? And I know I've got to get myself a share of this offense. Drew Locke is looking more and more like a, a real um, high upside quarterback pick in your fantasy draft, a guy that you can get for next to nothing right now because he's so far down in the rankings. Uh, man, I mean, is this the guy you want to have? Is this the guy that's going to outperform Kyler Murray and Josh Allen? You know, those two guys that are going way, way earlier uh, in the top six quarterbacks right now. Um, I also got to give a shout out to Dak Prescott, man. Uh, you know, getting CeeDee Lamb on that offense, 
Whew. I mean, he was a, he, he did a great job passing last year. He's got the same offensive coordinator, uh, even though they switched coach, head coaches. Um, this the, excellent, excellent, excellent weapons for Dak Prescott. Um, so uh, all those guys, man, I got to say, big winners in this draft this season. Um, now, as far as uh, quarterback losers, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to call these losers. I would call these concerns more than losers, but certainly um, Aaron Rodgers having uh, the Green Bay draft a quarterback in the first round, Jordan Love. Uh, it, it, I do not think there is any sort of quarterback controversy here that could happen. Aaron Rodgers is still the man. He has at least a, a few more seasons left under his belt. Likewise, Carson Wentz, uh, Jalen Hurts was selected in the second round by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so now there's competition there. And I think this might be in relation to the fact that there really is no backup in Philly right now. Um, and Carson Wentz is, is injury prone, right? So, you know, you really do need to get a backup in there. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't consider either of these guys losers, but I think that uh, there is, you know, definitely some concern, maybe just a little bit long-term concern for these two players. Uh, but we'll have to wait to see how that happens. Now, what about the rookie uh, quarterbacks? Right? I hadn't even talked about them. And there's a reason, man. Uh, rookie quarterbacks are completely irrelevant for fantasy, for the most part. Last year, Kyler Murray proved me wrong, okay? But when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, here's what happens. They will throw about the same number of touchdowns as they do interceptions. So they'll end up the season with like 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions, okay? That's just how they do. And because of that, it kind of destroys any fantasy value they have unless they are running quarterbacks, um, and, of which really these guys are not. Um, you know, when, when you talk about Joe Burrow and, um, uh, you know, Joe Burrow is just getting going to be thrown right into the tiger pit, man. He's going to be the starter on day one. I feel bad for the guy, but really, uh, Bengals again not a team to own players on this year. They are they are gonna they're in rebuild mode, and this is not the year to draft any player from Cincinnati. Um, likewise, in Miami, we've got a big quarterback controversy now because you got Fitzmagic, who can be very very good or just plain awful. I am guessing that Tua is going to take the reins of this offense within the first eight games of the season. So you've got a, you're going to have a midseason quarterback switch. Um, you know, they, they did address the offensive line. They got a couple of new offensive linemen in the draft so far. Um, you know, I think it's, it's again, complete rebuilding situation. This is not the year you want to own any Miami players. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tend to stay away from them. And then the chargers, same thing, man, he's going to be a day one starter. And, you know, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, these guys I just don't want to own because they're, they have downside pressure related to a rookie quarterback coming in. And, and when you talk about a quarterback throwing 17 interceptions, um, that kills drives and that kills production for all of his support staff. So again, don't even bother with the rookie quarterbacks this year. Steer clear of them. Steer clear of the players that are playing with them. Um, there are better options elsewhere, like these guys that I was talking about right here on this list. The, these winners, these QB winners here, these are guys that are in great shape. The players around them are in great shape. So go with those guys. Um, so let's go to running backs. Now, running backs, man, really interesting. A lot of running back losers in this draft. Uh, I, I was, you know, the, the teams that I thought were going to take running backs didn't. And the teams I thought were perfectly fine with the running backs they had on hand took running backs. So there, there's, um, you know... 
Uh, but there are some winners, right? There are some guys that I really like. And I got to say, my number one favorite pick of this draft for running backs, Cam Akers, selected by the LA Rams. You know, McVay's offense is built around the play action and the screen game, okay? You cannot run that unless you have um, a serious threat in the backfield, a good runner that can be productive and is hard to stop. Cam Akers is that guy, man. It's not going to be Daryl Henderson. I'm not concerned about him. He's going to be a he's going to be support staff in that backfield. Cam Akers is the man. That he is. This is my favorite running back of the draft so far. So uh, he's definitely absolutely on my target list. And like I said in my last um, in, in my last show, you know, if you're going to pick just one rookie this year, man, Cam Akers is the guy. Uh, but even so, Cam Akers is great. But there are two other rookies that I'm very excited about based on their placement. First one, the only running back to go in the first round, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Holy crap, man. The uh, the upside and opportunity of this player is enormous. Um, Damian Williams, injury prone, okay? So, uh, uh, you know, he has an easy path to take over this backfield and dominate, you know, the best offense in the NFL, the most explosive offense, the best quarterback in the NFL. The, this is just like the, the road is golden for this guy. He is an Awesome, awesome pick for fantasy this year. I'm super excited about that. Um, and the other one, kind of surprising. Actually, this one took me by surprise. But DeAndre Swift to Detroit. Again, it's an issue. The player who's in front of him, on Johnson, injury prone. Cannot stay on the field. So DeAndre Swift has the ability to take over this backfield and to be the main guy, he catches balls, so he gives another weapon for uh, for Matthew Stafford, uh, who also gets an upgrade here. Uh, but those three rookies, man, those are the three running back rookies that I am just, uh, I'm very excited about all of them. But if you had to pick only one, Akers is the guy you want. Um, also, another winner, um, I would also have to say that Le'Veon Bell is a winner in this draft. They have not taken another running back. Um, you've got nice upgrades uh, to the offensive line as well as wide receivers for the Jets, um, uh, plus a positive regression, especially for touchdowns, a high usage. I can't believe he's going as late as he is. I, I expect him to start moving up in the draft boards and probably be a second or third round player, but to see him as a fifth round or a sixth round, I just don't think it's it's sane right now. I, mean, I don't know how that's even possible um, for him to be rated that low, but he is another guy who is definitely a winner in this draft, so uh, go ahead and get him. Now, running back losers, man, there are a lot. There are a lot of losers, and these guys, again, just make me want to not even bother with them. First of all, um, very surprising on some of these. Um, Devin Singletary's a loser, man. Bills used a second-round pick to get Zach Moss which means that Singletary is not going to be the work the workhorse we were hoping in this backfield. And, and this is kind of the way uh, of the NFL now. They are all these teams are going to big committees. Uh you know, you clearly uh both the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs have shown that you do not need a work workhorse running back to win. Um so, uh, you know, Singletary will still have a role. He's still a great running back, but his opportunities are going to be diminished as a result of this. He's going to be sharing time. We'll see what the split becomes, but this definitely is a negative for Devin Singletary. Um, Mark Ingram, uh, this was very surprising. Um, J.K. Dobbins, you know, an elite running back, got 
got picked and to what what I, what I already considered was a very deep running core. I mean, they have Justice Hill, they have Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards was actually one of my favorite um, guys to target late in the in in these early early drafts I've been doing. But now his his value has plunged, um, and I see this more as. A, I don't think I want anything to do with this uh, this backfield this season, but you got to consider that Mark Ingram is over the age of 30. This is the last year of his contract in Baltimore. I'm guessing he will be released at the end of this season. So next season, J.K. Dobbins is going to be awesome. He's going to be the main guy back there. Uh, but this year, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be really hard to determine. I also see this as a negative for Lamar Jackson, uh, because Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, I'm sure that they are wanting to have him run less in this offense. They don't want to lose their best player. Um, I'm thinking some of his carries are also going to go to J.K. Dobbins. So, uh, you know, that's a negative for him as well. He's already a regression candidate for me. Um, this is just an additional negative on Lamar Jackson. Makes me want to just completely stay away uh, from Jackson for this year's fantasy season. Um, Derek Henry also now has competition in the backfield. They drafted uh, Darrington Evans in the third round, um, who is clearly going to have a role. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, Henry does not catch a lot of ball, uh, catch a lot of balls. So I'm guessing Evans is going to be the third down change of pace back. Um, again, it is a negative for Henry. He's coming off a career season. Uh, he already is a regression candidate for me. This is an additional negative for him. I would stay away. Do not draft Derrick Henry. Uh, Marlon Mack. Um, again, this one is a huge negative for Marlon Mack. Jonathan Taylor was drafted in the second round. Um, and I think Taylor does have the ability to take over this take over this backfield. Uh, he's much more diverse um, in his skill set than Marlon Mack is. Um, likewise, um, you know, again, I just want to stay away uh, from Marlon Mack right now. And I do have serious questions about this whole offense. I mean, they, they have drafted some offensive pieces in Indy, but Phil Rivers is going to be the presumptive starting uh, quarterback. I believe there's going to be a quarterback controversy, uh, a midseason switch in quarterbacks that's going to happen. It makes it a mess for a fantasy. Uh, I kind of want to stay away from the whole situation, and I'm betting Jonathan Taylor gets drafted way too early. So uh, watch out for that. Uh, here's another one, man. Just just floored me. Um, uh, A.J. Dillon being taken by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I believe he was taken in the second round. Um, this is a team that I thought was already set in the backfield with Aaron Rodgers and Jamal Williams, but now we're going to add a third component just a timeshare nightmare really seriously um, makes me want to stay away, especially from Aaron Jones. Um, you know, you, you can't have these kind of question marks with a guy that's a, a presumptive first round pick. Uh, so, again, there are a lot of losers for running backs this year with the picks that have been taken. So just be careful out there. Um now let's go on to wide receivers, man. Wide receivers, we got some winners, man. Uh, first of all, going back to that Denver offense, Cortland Sutton, I see him as a huge winner with the addition of Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. That's going to take a lot of heat off of him. He's already established on this offense. He's already been playing on this offense for several seasons now um, and with Drew Locke last year. So he is the wide receiver who's going to have the most rapport with uh, our with the quarterback, Drew Locke, and defenses will no longer be able to key in on just him. So his job just got easier, and uh, I really like his upside uh, with the additions on this offense. Um, likewise, as far as uh, rookies go, a couple of ones going into good situations. Jalen Rager in Philadelphia. Um, 
with an aging and injury prone receiver core, you know, you got Jason Jackson, um, you've got um, Alshon Jeffrey. Neither of those guys can stay on the field. They're old. Um, you know, this guy has a clear path to be the number one receiver on this offense, or actually maybe technically the number two receiver behind, uh, you know, Zach Ertz, but still very significant portion of this offense. He can, he can very easily, uh, get a significant role. Um, I, I really like that upside there. I think he would be a great choice for fantasy. Um, likewise, Henry Ruggs in Las Vegas, the first round choice. Um, again, there's no number one receiver on this team. So Ruggs is immediately going to get 120 plus targets that makes him fantasy valuable um also uh, i do like uh, darius slayton who is is clearly the number two operates better as a number two his job becomes easier now that rugs is on the field and i think he will be very productive as well because again he's already established on this offense he's already been playing with Derek carr so um, I like that as well. Uh, one more I want to mention, Denzel Mims to New York Jets. Um, again, clear path to being the number one receiver. They've got Brashad Perryman. Mims is the number one in this in, in, for this offense here. Um, I think he uh, is going to be a great value in the draft because he is not going to be drafted high. Um, so I think he's worth a chance in the later rounds. So those are the wide receiver winners. And as far as losers go, I was... I really can only see one loser so far, and that would be Michael Gallup. Um, you know, Amari Cooper is going to stay the number one. CeeDee Lamb immediately becomes the number two on this offense. Gallup is going to move to the number three position. He's going to lose targets. Um, Amari Cooper will probably lose some targets as well. Uh, but, but you know, clearly uh, his role is going to be diminished as a result of taking CD Lamb. Um, and so uh, kind of disheartening for uh, Gallup supporters, but... Three good receivers on this offense. Again, I like Dak Prescott. I like the offense. Um, not sure I would take any of them for fantasy this year just because of their overall risks. But uh, I think Dak is looking more attractive for sure. I mean, Dak is looking like a more attractive pick uh, with the additions that they made. So that's where we're at. Now, there were a bunch of other rookie wide receivers taken. I Just looking at the situation, the teams they went to, not seeing a lot of fantasy value, especially right off the bat. So I'm going to tend to stay away from those guys. I want guys with a clear cut path to production. So we'll, you know, we'll obviously see what happens during the course of the preseason. Once training camp opens, who's showing stuff, who's, who's, you know, really developing trust with their quarterback and the coaches. Those are the guys that will emerge. And those are the guys that you'll want to, you'll also want to target. Likewise, another thing to consider is if it's a team with a quarterback controversy situation, you know, teams like Indianapolis, teams like Miami, um, uh, trying to think of who else has a quarterback controversy kind of situation this year. Those are the two biggest ones I can think of. Um, it might be worth picking up those w rookie wide receivers on those teams because if the if the number two quarterback comes in and starts, he's the one that's going to be primarily playing with those rookies. And that's what you saw. But right off the bat, man, the wide receivers, the rookies that I like right off the bat are Rager, Ruggs, and Mims. Those guys, again, the clearest path to high production, number one receiving duties on those offenses. So um, 
Anyway, so that's it. So uh, we got the rest of the draft happening today. You know, uh, round fours through four through seven, not nearly as exciting. Um, there's there's going to be a maybe a couple of guys that are going to be able to do something for fantasy, but for the most part, it's support staff. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more on my next show on Wednesday to see if there's any names, any any situations that look really good for fantasy purposes. Um, but uh, but that's it. So anyway, thank you very much for watching this special edition. You know, once we get done here and, and my app gets set up with the new players and stuff, uh, we're going to start doing some mock drafts, seeing where these players go. Uh, I got to say, man, wide receiver, again, I've been talking about it deep as the ocean this year. There are so many wide receivers. When we talk about how many of these wide receivers are going to be added in, uh, into the top 100 on the fantasy draft, uh, you know, I'm guessing there's probably going to be seven or eight wide receivers that are going to jump into the top 100 that are rookies um, that aren't in there right now. So it's going to be very easy to find some good value positions in the in wide receivers in the later rounds as opposed to prior years. So um, uh, anyway, that's that's obviously great, and we've got some great options at running back that I really, really like for this upcoming season. So um, anyway, thanks again for watching. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the NFL draft, and we will talk again on Wednesday. So thanks for watching, and please like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. And if you have any comments, make some comments below. I appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody.